Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and if you're brand new to this show, the show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. On this show, we will be talking about Magic Arena and what kind of impact it has made on the Magic of the Gathering community as a whole. And has it been good or bad for the game? Do you think it has been good or bad for the game? I would love to hear your thoughts in the video, on this video, on the podcast, down below. Or you can reach out to me via Facebook at facebook.com slash magicwithzuby. On Twitter at magicwithzuby. On Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby. And you can email me your comments and thoughts at mtgzuby at gmail.com. But I've already reached out to the audience here on some of your thoughts. And I'm going to be going over a lot of your thoughts here so stay tuned for that but before we get into the main topic here let's give a little bit of a shout out to legitmtg.com legitmtg.com sponsors this podcast each and every week for you all and they are the place to buy your magic singles and sealed product any order over two dollars or more has free shipping at legitmtg.com that's legitmtg.com so um How's it going, everybody? Uh, it's been been a couple weeks since I've done a solo episode. Yeah, I've had some amazing guests on. Uh, Mercurio Blue, John Dunning, and Ruben Bressler. They were all amazing people to have on the show, and I've been very thankful and lucky to have every single one of them. And thank you to all three of you again. I am going to be, I'm working on trying to book some other guests. I'm actually working on a script for RPG Companion right now to do another book review podcast. Um, I'm working on trying to get Ruben Bressler to show up on RPG Companion. Uh, just got to figure out the logistics of that. And yeah, I'm trying to think of anything else going on with the show. Um, I mean, 10 Street Hooligans is still going on strong. Make sure to check out 10 Street Hooligans every week. We are live every Tuesday night. We start at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, or we try to. It's usually between 8.30 to 9 o'clock p.m or 9 p.m. Eastern, you can sort of find us going live. And then if you happen to miss the live episode, it's always on the They Said We Said channel and also up on your favorite podcast app. Just search 10 Street Hooligans. So um, I started working on a new cube and I feel like I'm almost done and I'm, I'm getting there. I'm getting close. It's I'm I'm still working on trying to figure out a lot of the monocolors and some of the multicolors. Uh, the theme of the cube is... It's it's really each color identity is trying to have its own sort of theme. Like for white, I'm trying to make it white weenie slash angel slash life gain. For blue is really wizard slash support slash cantrip. Uh, and by support, I also mean counter spells and, you know, uh, tap spells, stuff like that. Black is going to be more of zombie slash vampire slash some demons slash some spells that are going to require you to take oh, excuse me, take your life away. And red is going to be more of your fast and burn with goblins and dragons. Uh, those are the two big themes for that. And then burn obviously and then green is more of your elves slash beast and really trying to go dirtily a little bit like ramp up and dirtle a little bit and just get these big fat monsters to just come out and go swinging and then 
I have all 10 guilds represented, or not really 10 guilds, just the, the 10 guild colors, and they, they sort of try to mix and match the themes of each of the colors, and then the artifacts, um, I don't have anything too crazy for artifacts, I've got some good equipment in there, I'd love to do a whole episode where I share, like, every... Uh, theme, all the themes of the decks and just go over all the cards. Maybe it'd be sort of like a Zuby Cube review, or or maybe I'll write it out. I don't know. I don't know. It's I, I want to get it done. It's going to be a 360-card cube, and because I did have a 540-card cube originally, and I sort of took that apart because it was trying to do too much and not really focus, and I had some stupid infinite combos, which I really loved, but there were like four to five card combo pieces where you very rarely if ever see it and my friends have been wanting to play cube and so i'm building a cube here and it's almost done i just need to i i just really need to sit down and figure out the last like 20 30 cards because i'm this close to being done and then i just got to make some cuts maybe rearrange some stuff around a little bit and be happy to share it with you all out there uh, other than that just really playing a lot of magic arena i haven't oh i did play some paper edh for once and proceeded to get my butt handed to me by animar um i'm trying to think of anything else going on magic related here not too much to be honest that's that's really about it uh i had a little bit of a life change going a little bit personal here had a little bit of a life change i've started a new position at my current company and it is pretty exciting uh one of the benefits of it will be i'll be working from home like permanently eventually that, that'll be really weird not having to drive to work anymore and just sort of wake up you know shit shower and shave and just sort of plop myself at this desk right here and uh just get to work obviously i i will be traveling too so maybe i'll do some travel podcasts or something maybe bring this with me or or just use my laptop as a sort of travel thing and I, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to see how that goes. It, it, it may be interesting to sort of do a travel vlog or not vlog or maybe a vlog or something. And I don't know. I'll, I'll think about it. it. It's I'm not saying it's definite, but it, it could be interesting doing sort of like a travel podcast as I maybe if I get some time, try to go to like a local game store nearby there or something. It's I have a feeling I'm not going to have too much time when I'm traveling because it will be mainly work focused, but it'll it'll be fun it'll be fun um trying to think of anything else um so yeah that's been a pretty big life change for me i was just in columbus ohio uh this whole week and was getting you know orientation onboarding for what a lot my new job is going to entail and it's i'm excited I, i'm actually excited i'm recording this on a friday night and I'm actually looking forward to Monday for once, which is strange because I'm technically not even, I mean, I've started officially my new job on paper, but I'm not really starting my new job for a couple weeks because I have to transition out of my old job currently and just finish up a whole bunch of projects. So that's not going to happen for a couple weeks to a month to two months or so. But it's also, I just want to get back into work and get stuff done. That It's like, I want to start my new job. It, it, maybe that's why I'm excited because I want to finish everything else and start the new stuff because it's all very exciting stuff. Um, so yeah, that that's really it for me for a little bit of a life update. Um, 
Yeah, that that's really about it. So let's get on to the main topic here. Uh, let's give some of my thoughts here on now that Magic Arena has been out for a while. What do you all think of the impact it has made for Magic the Gathering better or worse? So Magic Arena has been out, I want to say, since 2017 is when it went into the closed beta like where I was part of that where you could literally only play two decks pirates and merfolk yeah I think that was it yeah pirates or merfolk and that was it that was all you could play uh one of those two no 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 it was pirates and dinosaurs I think um yeah because Ixalan had just come out they had some set they they had like Kaladesh through Ixalan eventually or actually Kaladesh through I think Dominaria is when they eventually got in. I, I, I don't remember exactly, but no, I've been a part of the beta since 2017. And then last summer they went into the, the open close beta where they just sent out a million invites to everybody. It was still in closed beta. And then what was it right before guilds of Ravnica came out, they went into open beta and it's still an open beta technically, even though let's be honest, it's basically a full fledged game at this point. So, besides all that has the impact is made been better for magic or for worse i think the obvious answer is overall it's been an overwhelmingly positive response for magic uh magic is now in more capable hands than ever it's so easy to play since this game is free to play very similar to hearthstone and eternal it is very easy to start up and and i have to be honest when the new account sort of creation that you do and the amount of cards that you get just starting off is actually a pretty healthy dose yeah you're not going to be able to build tier one decks without putting in money at first or for grinding a heck of a lot but for what you get for starting off it's actually pretty decent to be honest it's not bad at all um and i think that is just a big positive for wizards now so the other impacts it has made is not only introduced a lot of people to magic it's also reintroduced magic to a lot of former players who may have played as they were kids or younger or maybe they've just fallen out of the scene or their lgs is closed and they don't have anyone to play with this is a really good way for getting that magic fix but only for constructed i so this is where my opinion may vary with a lot of people I have a really hard time enjoying any kind of limited in Magic Arena. I really feel like the drafting, the booster draft, is very bad. Um, since you're drafting against computers, you're not, it doesn't feel like drafting in the typical sense, like when you're drafting with other humans in a pod. Um, sealed basically feels the same. Sealed is fine. I have no problems with sealed in this, but booster draft, which is one of my favorite forms of drafting is just i can't get into it every time i've tried to draft in this client since the very beginning it's just not been good i've just not had any fun because it just feels i mean it, it almost feels like a worst version of sealed if that makes sense because you're really just picking the best card i mean i know that's what you're sort of doing in booster draft anyway when you're with other people but there's really no there's really no tells there's really no ways to see okay oh someone's in some some color you know now you know blue is open right or black is open and i can choose all those cards but this no it's really just 
whatever you can get and a lot of times the computers don't even seem to make very good choices maybe it's gotten better in the past couple months i will admit i have not done a booster draft in maybe six months now because i've just not enjoyed it but sealed is fine um but yeah so as I was saying, the overall impact has been positive. I have noticed people, even though I'm not playing FNM anymore, uh, I do go there every Friday nights for D&D. I DM a game there. But I do notice and I hear a lot of people saying, oh, Arena, you know, brought me to the store, brought me to be able to want to play Paper Magic as well. And I think that is a tremendous benefit to Wizards. Uh, I mean, I can go on and on on this podcast here talking about, oh, they need to, you know, put all the booster codes and every single booster pack in order to get people to play Arena. I completely 100% agree with that. Just like the way Pokemon does with their Pokemon online client and their physical cards, I think that would just make me want to buy more and more standard boxes, right? If I were to get codes or maybe not a code in every booster pack, but something for Magic Arena just to sort of tie paper and digital even more. Um, I mean, I know they somewhat do that with the Planeswalker decks, but let's be honest, those Planeswalker decks are terrible. Um, they're just bad. They're, they're fine for the casual crowd, and maybe the casual crowd really likes that, but for someone like me who's way past that beginning stage, they're just not good. So, as I said, I, I feel like I can go on and on here talking about the positives of Magic Arena, and you know, there's a lot of them. There's there's a lot of positives out there. Now, what are some of the bad things about Magic Arena? Um, right off the top of my head, probably one of the first bad things I can tell is the times I have played against people who came from Arena onto paper. Uh, the game does a really good job hand holding your hand with triggers and um, remembering when certain effects happen on the board. It just sort of does it for you automatically. You don't really have to think about it. And you know what? Sometimes I want that in a game because, let's be honest, Magic can be a very mentally draining game. But when I want to just get on and play, you know, a few games, maybe complete my quests and try to get as many, get my weekly win wins in, I don't really want to think sometimes if that makes sense i don't want to have to think about oh you know this triggers that this triggers this and I have to remember every single little thing i mean everybody remembers four color rally right um from battle for zendikar's standard oh my gosh that deck had so many triggers to remember and that was such a pain in the ass can you imagine that deck in magic arena right now it would just be all the triggers everywhere um it'd be it'd be oof wow yeah, that 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 kind of scares me there for a second. But anyways, it's but I have noticed when playing against arena players on paper, a lot of times they forget triggers like that or they maybe they try to play too fast and and don't really know all the ins and outs of paper because in paper you have to announce a lot of your triggers and a lot of your steps. You can't just go from one to another and you know it, it's a it's a common thing to make you know you're not used to playing without you know some like the computer telling you what to do sometimes and it's not bad it's just having to get used to it right and another thing is a lot of people may not be used to sideboarding because i i admit i mainly just play best of one right now i'll play best of three you know when it fancies me but sometimes i just want to get in there play a 
few quick best of ones and then get out. And a lot of people may not be used to sideboarding because sideboarding is its own like little unique skill altogether. And, you know, a lot of people may not have that skill coming from arena and, you know, it shows and that's perfectly fine too, you know, but I mean, if that's really the worst thing that magic arena has, has, has for it, um, that's really not too bad when I really think about it. If there, if there's anything else that's worse, um, I mean, you can make arguments of the mastery pass or the, or the, um, you know, the digital kitty and, but I feel like wizards is working on making that better. Um, but that's really just nitpicking the client. I'm trying to think of arena as a whole and how it has impacted the magic, the gathering community. I can't really think of much out there that's not really nitpicking you know little details here and there um overall it's been positive but enough about me and my thoughts uh let's get to the community here um so i posed this question on facebook and twitter and all these responses i got a lot of responses here and i'm just gonna go down the list here uh the first comment is i think it's a tightrope walk Eventually, they will have to decide what product they are investing in, digital or paper. That I don't agree with that. I don't agree that they have to focus on digital or paper. They can do both, right? Because look at Pokemon Online is a good example. Every time there's a new set in paper, it, it's obviously in digital. And plus, they've been doing this for so long with Magic Online. Regardless of what you think of MTGO or MitGo, it's, they've been doing digital and paper for a long time, and paper is their bread and butter. If they were to ever get rid of paper, they would have one very mad player base that would just be like, that would just walk away for good. Um, and, you know, there'd still be the dedicated people who still play digital, but I don't think they could ever, ever, ever really get rid of paper. It's I, And I don't think they should. I mean, paper game or, you know, physical games have been coming back for a long time now look at the popularity of DD. look at the popularity of magic um look at the popularity of board games now yeah you know you can make the argument that oh paper magic is on a decline you know if you look at gps and a lot of organized play but i think your mileage may vary depending on where you live where that may happen but it's you know, I, I know in my local area, Magic is seeing an increased tick, especially since Guilds of Ravnica has been out. It has been slowly, steadily going up. Whereas I know I've talked about in this podcast before where I'd be lucky to have eight people show up on a standard night now. It's a, always a healthy more than 10 people. I've seen it on some nights where it's up to 30 people playing standard. And that's sort of like how it was back in the good old days. Um, but as far as GP attendance, I think a lot of that just has to do with the organized play mess going on right now where no one knows what the heck's going on with organized play and the MPL, but uh, we're not going to get into that here. Uh, next comment. This is a tough one. The good gets more people into or back to magic provides a nice interface to play some quick games, provides a testing ground for new ideas if you're invested in it a bit. The bad, if I can play Magic at home, why would I go out and face the Soap Dodgers? I love that uh, little nickname there, the Soap Dodgers. Yes, we've all talked about how bad LGSs can be, especially in Florida sometimes. Um, Yeah, this is a really good point, the bad. I, I didn't really mention this before, but the bad, if I can play Magic at home, why would I go out to an LGS? I will admit, since I've really taken a big step back from Paper Magic, where I'm really only playing EDH and maybe the occasional pre-release or, um, you know, 
and now that I'm building a cube, I'm working on that. It's I really don't have the desire to play Paper Magic anymore. And, you know, that in some ways can be bad because I'm not spending really any money at my local LGS for any kind of magic related stuff. I'm spending a lot of money for D&D stuff. Um, but yeah, when it comes to magic, my investing in magic has gone to like almost zero at this point. Um, it, it, and I, I really agree with this person where it gets more people into magic and back into magic, but yeah, it's, I can definitely be there. If I had a choice of wanting to grind magic arena or go face the soap dodgers at an LGS, I'd probably choose grinding magic arena because it's sort of like my previous episode where I talked about why I don't miss competitive magic, but that's that's my um, choice right there. But I, I can see where this person's coming from. The next comment is 50, 50 to 60 hours a week on second shift past two years. I'm lucky to make a pre-release. Arena allows me to jam a couple games with my wake-up coffee, which means I'm at least playing some form of the game I love. Very good comment. Yes, agree wholeheartedly. I know you could do the same with MitGo, but let's be honest, MitGo is, I've said so much about it on this podcast. It's slow, it's clunky, and since, you know, the games can be slow. Arena can be very quick paced. You have the best of one and just get in there and get done. Get in, get out. Uh, this next comment, Magic was going to die. Magic Arena correctly targeted the primary demographic and gave them a better option for play. Also, it makes the tournaments much easier to follow, in my opinion. Going to have to have a strong disagree with that. Magic was not going to die. Now, Digital Magic, yes. I could see that eventually, I wouldn't say dying, because Magic Online has always had a pretty healthy presence, but never has it really skyrocketed to probably the levels it should have been at, and a lot of that just has to do with the way Magic Online looks, but I wholeheartedly disagree that Magic was going to die. Paper Magic has seen an increase year by year, and has shown no signs of slowing down or dying at all. But... I will agree that this gave a very needed injection into the digital aspect of Magic the Gathering. Also, it makes the tournaments much easier to follow, in my opinion. I'm going to have to almost... Well, okay. I guess I can see why they would think it makes tournaments easier to follow, because it kind of does in a sense, right? It does help. I don't like, I personally don't like watching arena on, on Twitch or like the, the mythic invitational arena or whatever. To me, it's kind of boring. I prefer the paper cards better, but it does make it easier to follow because there's no glare because we've all seen those kind of tournaments on paper that you see on video on stream where there's such bad glare. Sometimes you're like, what? I can't read that. Or you have someone with a very foiled out deck and they have all these alternate arts and you have no idea what the heck they're showing over the years. The GPs and star city games has made a very good attempt at showing what those cards are and doing a much better job at that, especially with Twitch overlays. But it's, you know, you can think back just to a year ago, two years ago, where, you know, sometimes you can't tell what's on the board state due to glare, due to alternate art. And this is coming from someone who I feel like knows a pretty good amount of standard modern and some legacy, but sometimes it's hard to see the cards, right? Um, 
Next comment, Arena has its pros and cons, but I think overall it's made the game better and more accessible. One of the things I dislike the most about Arena, though, is how the ranking system inflates some players' heads and egos into thinking they are better than they actually are, which in turn fuels a level of toxicity in the community, but I suppose that's an acceptable trade-off when measured against all the positive aspects Arena presents. I can see where this person's coming from. I understand why they may feel and think that way but i don't know if my own experience agrees with that maybe because and maybe it's because i'm not doing fnm anymore and i'm not really there face to face a whole lot with people i don't really notice that a whole lot online that people just because they make mythic or something they're really good at magic i mean let's be honest i'm not mythic and magic arena at all because i don't play it enough i don't grind enough i pretty much just play the daily quest and that's about it and i may play a few more games after that but then but then what will happen is i will get really good i'll get up to really like gold tier one and then i'll get bored of playing that deck and play something you know stupid and off the wall and just start losing a bunch of games and then it's um and then it's just another grind trying to get back to tier one gold. I know I could probably make Mythic if I just tried, but I'm not that interested in making Mythic. I just don't really care. I just like playing the game. But I guess I haven't seen the level of toxicity in the community increase due to Magic Arena. But I, I, guess, I guess I can see why they would think that and why. Yeah, I, I guess I can see that. I don't know. I don't... 100% agree with that, but as I said before, your mileage may vary here. Next comment, it brings a lot of new players in, some of which turn to paper magic as well. This is definitely healthy for the community, even if a lot of them, myself included sometimes, have a penchant for not reading the cards. Yeah, that's, as I've said before, that that's always another big thing too, as I was saying, where Arena really automatically does a lot of things for you where you may forget triggers that's where you have to always make sure you read the card when you're playing especially if you're new to paper magic read the card because no one's going to remember your triggers for you i think arena has a next comment i think arena has given a wide base of potential players the biggest downside is the amount of people choosing arena over paper at an lgs yeah it's i'm one of those i'm one of those who i'd rather play arena than go to an lgs right now and yeah, if it's not for Commander or for maybe a pre-release, yeah, I don't have any interest in going to a standard event. Uh, next comment, while it has no doubt brought loads of news, new players to the game, I feel like it holds your hand a bit... Bleh, I feel like it holds your hand a bit much through some interactions. And these are a little bit weird to read. Maybe a more detailed and comprehensive tutorial mode, something that delves a bit deeper into the rules outside of basic game knowledge. I can agree with that. I would like a more comprehensive tutorial mode. Now, I've never done the tutorial mo mode in Magic Arena, so I don't know what they teach you. But if it's anything like the Magic Duels games where they teach you the very basics, then yeah, maybe more comprehensive where, I don't know, they maybe they get into layers or, or different kind of triggers or when to play instants or when to play certain cards. Um, So, yeah. It's I, I definitely agree that it should have a better tutorial mode and, and a tutorial mode that you can keep going back to as well. I don't know if you can currently in Magic Arena. Someone in the comments let me know. Uh, next, it has destroyed standard at my hometown game stores. Bad for them means bad for me. 
Yeah, I guess for that one, your mileage may vary. In my hometown, it's made standard go up. And I, I, I can see how it could destroy standard at local towns. That kind of sucks. That's, um, yeah, that, I mean, I, 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 I'm not surprised that would happen. Uh, the next comment here, since they scrapped the PPTQs, I haven't bothered with paper magic other than one pre-release used to play every weekend and during the week too, but now I can draft pretty much every day for free and play various decks wherever I want and not need to sleeve and de-sleeve a thing. Yeah, that is pretty nice, especially if you're really into limited for arena, you're not having to sleeve and de-sleeve stuff. I mean, same with magic online as well too, but the difference is, yeah, you can draft for free on Magic Online. You just got to have the gold for it. So, okay, that's pretty cool. The last comment here. So I had a, I had a lot more comments than this, but a lot of them are just repeating the same thing over and over again. Um, I posted it on the Magic Arena MTG Facebook group and on Twitter. So the, this last comment here was something that I found pretty interesting and um, pretty funny because I don't agree with it at all, but I felt like it'd be an interesting talking point for us. And this comment reads, it's the ultimate middle finger to the MTG finance community, and I love that part. I worry for LGSs though, whose player bases shrink as it gets better. As it gets better, our LGS is the lifeblood of this community, and it's important to remember that nothing beats the feeling of paper magic. I agree with the last part of that, that nothing beats the feeling of paper magic, and the LGSs are the lifeblood of the community. As I've said before, your mileage may vary with whether Arena is bringing up your game store or bringing it down. Um, that first comment, though, it's the ultimate middle finger to the MTG finance community. Yeah, no. If anything... Magic Finance is getting stronger and stronger in no part thanks to Standard and Commander and Modern, with Modern still being a very healthy scene, Commander more popular than ever year by year, and Standard still very popular year by year. And especially with the standards that we've been having lately, yes, there's Esper, yes, Teferi's a problem, but... The standard has been nothing but short of great, and it's making prices skyrocket for a lot of cards. So it's I don't agree with Magic Arena has affected the Magic Finance community at all. M maybe in your local area, but I think overall it's made the finance community even stronger. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Depends on your view on whether you think there is a magic finance cabal, which it is true. You can go listen to Brainstorm Brewery and listen to Jason Alt and all them and figure out, you know, hey, there is that cabal and the finance cabal there. So, yeah, that, that's all the comments. Like I said before, uh, there are there were a lot more, but a lot of them were just going on and on about the same thing. And yeah, I thought it'd be an interesting topic to talk about where, as I said, it's it's overwhelmingly positive what arena has done, but there is a few little bad points here and there, which we discussed. And yeah, I thought it was an interesting topic topic talk about, and thank you all for listening and coming by, you know, watching the video, listening to the podcast. And, you know, if you want to help support the show in any way, you can check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash magic You can find this podcast on Google, on iTunes, Google play, Stitcher, and tune in radio. You can find magic Wazubi on facebook.com slash magic on Twitter at magic Wazubi on Instagram at magic underscore with underscore zuby you can email me with any questions you may have at mtgzuby at gmail.com and everyone really have a great night and thank you very much for watching and listening